and learns the Joker. And here we go. Welcome to the first episode of DJ Tomcat and Mogo's Movie Mayhem, the show where we talk about movies and uh, some great uh, new releases, uh, whether they be in theaters or on streaming uh, platforms such as Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu. I'm Tommy Taylor, aka DJ Tomcat, and this is my co-host. This is Morgan Gore, a.k.a. DJ Mogo. We're going to talk about movies, which is what I love as well. Any type of movies. Uh, it's going to be, what, to comics, to horror, to comedy, all that kind of good jazz. So, uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mo. Well, as some people may know, this is my last semester as an undergraduate from Edinburgh University. I have two majors, one in communications, one in journalism slash PR. Also, I have a minor in theater, which is also probably why I love entertainment and stuff like that way. Um, I hope I plan to go to grad school in the fall. Not sure if it'll be here or somewhere else, but I'm maybe done as an undergrad, but I'm not done with school. And also, my, some of my hobbies include doing acting, writing, photography, learning another language, and horseback riding. That's a little tidbit, not a lot of people here. I also host my radio show. It's called, um, actually, my last, the last semester, which was fall 2018, I was hosting an um, oldie show in the evening. But this semester, I may host it in the mornings. I may be changing it to uh, MoGo in the mornings. So I'll start doing that like 8 o'clock in the morning if I get up. But other than that, that's what's going on with me. <laughs> so, Yeah, uh, my name is Tommy Taylor. I am... Or uh, also uh, Thomas Talon, Thomas Tommy. It's kind of in- interchangeable. Most people call me Tommy. Uh, I call I... him Tomas. <laughs> I am a journalism major with a concentration in digital media production. I host a radio show Thursday nights from nine to eleven called All That Jazz, where we groove to the sounds of the vinyl as we play. Uh, the best in contemporary and classic jazz. Uh, I'm also a big film buff. Uh, you know, like big into film, TV. I was originally a film major before switching to journalism, but there's always a point of me that just loves film and, you know, like every genre, really. Uh, but Probably, like, my favorites are uh, action-adventure, horror, uh, independent films. Uh, So, hoping we can cover uh, some of the smaller films as well. Uh, In my spare time, I enjoy watching movies, listening to music, 
and trying to uh, improve my impressions, uh, some of which are good, uh, some of which uh, still need work, like my uh, Joker impression that you heard at the beginning uh, that might be kind of out, I don't know. <laughs> but... Actually, I think that'll be a nice intro, the Joker uh, impression. If I think we might add that. It's actually kind of cool. They'll turn in and see what kind of show is this, and all of a sudden it would be a light and happy show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the movie we're going to be covering today came out in uh, December, and we both had a chance to see it over a break. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is directed by Bob Pachetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman, uh, with uh, produced by uh, Lawrence and Miller. Now, Lawrence and Miller are producers and writers, uh, best known for the Lego movie. Uh, so this was definitely exciting to see them on board. Uh, Mo, could you introduce the uh, story? So from... Now I had to admit I only saw it once. I wish I could have seen it again, but that doesn't mean I'm not planning to when it when I can stream it and everything like that. But the basic plot of the movie, from what I remember, is that uh, there's a kid named Miles who basically he kind of he see he turns into the new Spider-Man because he gets bit by a radioactive spider, and the actual Spider-Man Peter Parker in his universe has passed on. Uh, he was killed by the Kingpin. Yeah. Yes, he was. And uh, I should probably mention uh, we're going to be going into some uh, light spoilers. So uh, we won't try to keep as spoiler light as possible. Uh, but later in the podcast, we'll indicate when uh, we'll be going into full spoiler discussion. Uh, so. Uh, that way you guys can enjoy the movie. Okay, yes. I think actually Tommy had to say that now because I did a spoiler without realizing <laughs> I did a spoiler. It's okay. So now we have to say it's going to be a spoiler alert. Because <laughs> he was like, oh, by the way, guys, we're gonna, we have to do a light spoiler. That's all. But So I will try to keep this as vague as possible. But I'm not sure. If, technically, I don't know if I could say... Can't say that because the whole point of this, uh, you know, Into the Spider-Verse is because there's alternate universes yeah. happening, you know? So there has to be a reason why there's going in there. But anyway, so this kid named Miles, you know, uh, like I said, he uh, he becomes the new Spider-Man because he gets bitten by one. Um, this The one Spider-Man in his universe has passed on. But basically, uh, Spider-Mans from alternate universes all come together and they try to battle it out with the Kingpin because the Kingpin is trying to, I think, um, what is what was he doing? He was trying to absorb. He was uh, trying to uh, uh, use this device to uh, merge universes together. Right. And it's for a reason that we'll get into in the spoiler discussion. Yes, exactly. So that's basically the part of it. It was... Um, now, me personally, I, I am a fan. You know, I'm a fan of comics and Marvel, DC, all that type of stuff. So, But I was never like that deep into it where I read about all the universe and everything. So this is my first movie actually learning about all the alternative Spider-Mans and all the alternative universes, that kind of thing. 
But it was very enjoyable. I actually liked it. I wasn't sure what to expect with it, honestly, because everyone was talking about it, and I seen the trailer. I was like, oh, you know, this is a cool movie to see and everything like that. But with the plot and everything that was going on, it was actually very good. It was more than what I expected, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, going into this, I was excited, uh, but also uh, a little bit nervous. Uh, this isn't uh, Marvel Studios, this is Sony, but I had confidence behind the team. I, uh, I've i read a little bit of Miles Morales, and I'm, uh, I really, he's probably one of my top five Marvel characters. Uh, so seeing him on the big screen for the first time was definitely an experience and I loved this film. Uh, it's really uh, unlike any other animated film up to this point. And going into uh, the animation a little, this has a really unique animation uh, that kind of combines uh, comic book uh, type drawings with 3D animation, and it's a lot of fun. It is, yes. I was because that, that was the one thing that I was noticing throughout the whole film, you know, obviously. But I think it was like it was like com- computer animation with the comic book techniques, like you said. And I don't know if I've ever really seen a film like that. I keep trying to think back, you know, obviously with that type of. Um, combination that they did and I was thinking about back to other films I've seen you know normally it's just either animation or you know comic book kind of things but I think this is the first film at least I've seen that kind of has the combination of both which they did a very good job on it a very good job I have to admit oh yeah definitely uh and at times it almost feels like stop motion uh which is uh really cool like when like you see like miles uh move or uh breathe there's really this uh sense of stop motion that is really a cool feature of the film and it's the animation is very fast paced which is a big advantage because the action feels real yes though one thing I also liked about the plot with it was because I wasn't sure what to expect with, like I said, was with Miles about him going to a school. Well, basically, uh, I believe it's a high school, but he lives there at the school. You know, he lives there five days out of the week. He yeah. comes home over the weekend. So I thought, oh, that's interesting. Okay. So and I was so I thought that was an it wasn't uh, you know it was relevant. It wasn't anything. I was just like you know that's has that major. Uh, plot or anything like that but i thought that was a nice twist that they added to it yeah it's a really interesting relationship between him and uh his father the so i have to admit the the one i like his voice you guys probably know him as jake johnson um he was on hey girl the one with uh that actress zoe uh new girl new girl thank you hey girl hey girl (laughs) hey girl (laughs) 
<laughs> new girl. Sorry about that. Yes, but um, but I I I liked him. I liked him in that series, uh, New Girl. And I also, I have to admit, I like his voice. He does have a very cool voice, um, and it seemed to fit well with the Spider-Man in this film. Talking about it, you know, uh, I don't know why, but it just seems like it was a very cool combination. So they did a good job casting him, and the guy who played. Uh, uh, Miles Morales. Uh, Shamik yeah, Moore? Shamik Moore. Yes, I was going to say, you have to help me with the name again. <laughs> Shamik Moore. But I, I liked him as well. I think all, everybody did a great job because um, uh, the girl who did Haley, I'm sorry, Gwen Stacy, Spider-Woman, her name was Haley Steinfeld. 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 And Uncle Aaron, obviously, was uh, Marishala. Ali, uh, who is best known uh, as... An Oscar Award winning actor for his role in the 2016 film Moonlight. Yes, right, yes. Uh, have you seen that film? Yeah, it's okay. uh, fantastic. Yes, so uh, maybe that's another film we can cover one yeah. down the line. But yeah, but no, they had a actually big cast. Um, I don't know if you, you know, maybe not a lot of people know her, but I know her um, as Lauren Velez, but she's go by Luna now, Velez. Uh, she's been mm. in like a bunch of TV shows. There's also Lily Tomlin, you know, oh, uh, been around a long time. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, Lenny Kravitz's daughter. So they had yeah. a nice uh, name. Uh, also, Kimiko Glenn. She was uh, Penny Parker. Yeah, and uh, you have John Mulaney, uh, one of my favorite uh, comedians of all time, as uh, Peter Porker, uh, also known as <laughs> Spider-Hand. <laughs> Spider-Hand, no. I didn't, uh, you know, I... The only, the, seriously, like I said, it's not that I'm like um, not knowledgeable about this stuff, but the only spider pig that I knew was from the Simpsons movies when Homer Spider did pig, pig, spider pig, pig yes. does whatever a spider pig, pig does. does. <laughs> yes, that was the only reference of a spider pig that I knew <laughs> until I saw this film and I did some research. I was like, oh, okay, sure, Spider-Ham, which was very funny, Peter Porker, so I like that. I have to admit, though, um, I think my favorite, like, different... Peter Parker's the Spider-Man's that were in the film was the one voiced by Nick Cage, the Spider-Man Noir. Yeah. He, um, and he's a uh, Peter Parker from a 1930s universe. Yes. So, and uh, Nicholas Cage is, uh, like, when he gives a great performance, it's a great performance. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you got if you guys look him up, you can see his resume is like just a list of movies. I don't know if anybody's ever seen every single film he's been in. That's how many films he's done. But like you said, when he does a good film and does it, he he does it. And even though it's just a voice, but he just I I don't know why he was the favorite out of mine. All the old Spider Mans that were in there, he was funny too. So yeah, uh, one of my uh, favorite lines of his was, and. Uh, my Nicholas Cage impression, that is still a work in progress, so we don't pick the ballroom. We just dance. It's <laughs> <laughs> like we kind of do with this one. Yeah. <laughs> we just dance. Uh, the rest of the cast, well, who is it? Uh, Catherine uh, Hahn yeah. as Liv Octavius, which I kind of found as a nice little twist there. Uh, so I like that. I like little twister movies when they come up, because I wasn't expecting that. I was, you know... If you guys haven't seen it, you will, but you and you can look this up too. But they don't mention that her last name is like Octavius, the daughter of Doctor Octavius Octopus, 
um, until she like releases the claws. And I was like, oh, okay, that's I like that one. So that's cool. And then um, the voice of Wilson Fisk you, is uh, Lee Schreiber. Yeah, uh, he is uh, best known uh, for being in the uh, uh, Fox uh, X-Men films back in the uh, 2000s. I think now people see him. He was in that. He's Ray Donovan now. Yeah. And um, that cable series. I have not seen it, but I know people know him as that. But yeah, he was uh, in the X-Men Origins, the Wolverine one, I believe. Yeah. He played his brother. And some people know him from the screen t- trilogies, too. So that I think that's one of the first films. The X-Men one is the first film I've seen, but then I also saw the Scream one. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so going into... And so I'm just going to say right now, at this point, we are going into a full spoiler review. So if you have not seen the movie, I think it's still out in theaters. Uh, so... Uh, so see it and uh, then come back. Yes, because we'll, we'll talk more about it. Even though I did give away a little bit of a spoiler, that's really the minor part of it, one minor part of the whole film. So sorry about that, folks. I'll remember to warn you of next time I do that. But yes, yeah, so now we're going to talk about more in depth of the plot and what happens in the movie. I guess with the one thing I did not see coming, I, I talked to this about someone else that they said that they saw coming was about... Uncle Aaron. Yeah. And I was uh, I was kind of surprised at that because I didn't know. It just didn't uh, click to me that um, he was, he was uh, you know, being a, kind of moonlighted as the, you know, Wilson Fisk's uh, enforcer or something. Well, I don't know his character's name in that one. Prowler. Yeah. Prowler. Just came to me. Yes. Sorry. But um, that, was an, that was a good twist. I liked it on that as well. Yeah. That... It really was. And... Uh... With the uh, fight scenes with Prowler, then felt like this real sense of danger from Miles, who wasn't like fully experienced at this point as uh, Spider-Man. He was still figuring out his powers. So, fact that you know like he's being uh, chased by uh, the Prowler, who is who he finds out is his uncle, that really adds a layer of tragedy. Yeah. And, you know, it goes back to, you know, how, uh, you know, Peter Man, uh, Peter Man, Peter Parker, (laughs) (laughs) how Peter Man became Spider Parker. (laughs) No, um, you know, how Peter Parker became into Spider-Man because, you know, of his uncle's uh, passing and whatnot. So, you know, I kind of revisited that, but just had a diff. but this one was kind of just a different twist of it, you know? But it also... Because they both, you know, Spider-Man and Peter Parker and Miles, you know, have that in common about, you know, an uncle, about them losing their uncle. Because I think at that moment when he discovered his uncle was Prowler, you know, he kind of did lose his uncle in a sense, you know? The yeah. uncle that he knew. The uncle that he grew up with. Because, you know, when he first, you know, cause, because of Miles, uh, you know, rocky relationship with his father, he goes to his uncle, you know, as a, another father figure, but now when that moment happened, he kind of lost the father figure, like Peter Parker lost his uncle, you know, as a father figure too. Yeah, and uh, in the uh, film, uh, Miles's mother is uh, speaking uh, Spanish, yes. which I thought was uh, fantastic, especially mm. that uh, seeing Miles is 
I believe half African American, half Puerto Rican. Right. Yes, which is a nice. Like I said it's a nice twist. Um, his mother, um, which, who, like we said, was voiced by uh, Lauren Velez. You know, and you know what? I think it also speaks to it because they show that. Not to get into this whole, you know, black white thing. I'm not getting into that, but you know, it also, it's a nice way to say that you know, people then there's different uh, ethnicities out there. You know, doesn't not, and it's all anybody could have this problem with family, and you know, and and you know, with family, with your father, with your mother, and you and you know, so and what am I trying to say? But it's not it's not just all related to Caucasians, I guess I should say. Yeah. You know? So it's a nice twist to see that, and I think because I, I'm not saying this, but I don't know if like the that movie, The Black Panther, kind of started this whole thing of uh, you know having yeah. black superheroes or whatnot. But if it did, it's nice because you know it's it's and it really shouldn't be down to color. It's just saying that you know there can be any superhero of any ethnicity at all. That's and even in this film, you know, you had the um, Asian. Uh, Spider-Man, Spider, uh, Penny Center? Parker. Penny, Penny, yes, Penny Parker. Um, and you know, like I said, with Miles, he was the black, black half, black half Puerto Rican, and whatnot. So, yeah, and it really harkens back to kind of the message that uh, I remember uh, seeing an interview with uh, the late Stanley Vessel mm-hmm. uh, uh, that. Uh, he said that when he created Spider-Man, you know, like, anyone can wear the mask. It doesn't matter what gender, what race, uh, anyone can wear the mask. Anyone can be a hero. And I think especially now, you know, representation is important on screen, and it's important, especially for uh, kids to be able to see themselves in this role. Yes, exactly. And also, for some reason, I think this year just seemed to be, this past year seemed to be the year of Spider-Man, honestly, because of this the game that came out on PS4. That yeah. also, if you guys haven't played that, I won't spoil it too much, but there's there's Miles in that game as well, If but that's not really a spoiler alert, but... And then also, you know, we have the new Spider-Man with the Avengers, et cetera, that kind of thing. Then this film came out. So this year has been about Spider-Man a lot. <laughs> um, and not sure why particularly. Uh, it's just Maybe it's just a market thing. You know, they found a good marketing one and then just went with it. Yeah. But um, like you said, with Stan Lee doing that, you know, like you said, anybody could be the hero. It's not a matter of who, you know, the race, the gender, not, not even the age, you know. So it's just all about what you do with... Uh, the power that you have and the influence. So I think that's a good message too. And also that's kind of the message that Miles kind of experiences with his uncle and his father, you know, like his uncle, yeah. you, you know, he knows his father does, you know, is a police officer and, you know, does good work, but they still have a rocky relationship. He, he kind of felt he had a better relationship with his uncle who turned out to be Prowler. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's all about what you do with, it's all about what you do with your talents and your skills and the opportunity you have to become, you know, a hero if you want, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a fantastic message overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And uh, I could probably nominate you for an Oscar just based on that. 
me <laughs> just what the one speech <laughs> thank you i appreciate that yeah uh i think he says that because he knows i like acting so he just <laughs> yeah uh and the way that uh you know me saying like all these different spies of people uh but uh it's a good uh building where it never feels uh too much and, you know, like, it's a fairly simple story. They're all coming together to uh, stop the kingpin from right. uh, from destroying their worlds. Uh, but uh, it puts the characters in focus. And I love the way that uh, they told every character's origin story through yes. the comics, right? Yeah, I like that twist. That was, <laughs> uh, I didn't. I you know, if you got you, for those who haven't who haven't seen it, you know, because we're in the spoiler part. But I did like the comic book. You know, um, I wish I could remember that sequence though. But I loved how all the sequences <laughs> kind of lined up together with that. Yeah, so it was, but that was very funny. I, <laughs> um, I can't remember what was my favorite one. It probably was the noir one, uh, the noir one, and maybe uh, the porker pig one i have to say that was my favorite comic book intro with those yeah i really liked uh penny parker's intro and one thing that i'm just realizing now is uh all of these like styles of animation so you have uh the comic booky uh one uh one the sorry uh the comic book style animation mm-hmm of Peter and Miles combined with the uh, noir-style black and white of uh, Spider-Man noir combined with uh, the anime-inspired action, very fast-paced of Penny Parker and the cartoony Looney Tunes uh, style uh, with... uh, Peter Parker. Peter Parker, yes. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. like you said. And, you know, it's not like one style overshadowed another one, you know? So it was nice. So they did a good job com- combining all of them, you know, because you had them all from different universes, but none was over the top. And none didn't seem to, like, really, you know, be, there wasn't, like, one main focus on the different styles of uh, of uh, animation, Yeah, I guess I should say, you know? So I, so I found that interesting. But, you know, for them, how they combined everything, I have to, you know, it was, it was I don't want to say genius, but it was very impressive. I mean, because now, as I think most people now know, it was nominated for Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, which I kind of hope it wins, because now I'm thinking about it, it was uh, it's from what, the one I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's my uh, so. number one pick. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so, I mean, we'll see how it how that one goes because I don't know the other nominations that have happened since but oh, I haven't seen the other nominations I should say yeah because um, I know the other one was um, possibly I think Incredibles 2 yeah I think that was nominated um, Isle of Dogs yes probably oh and that other one about Ralph was it Ralph Breaks the Internet yes. and uh, Miyagi I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Okay. Yes. Let's see. Yeah. So you know, but um. So, but I hadn't, I hadn't seen the other one, so I can't say. But from the one I saw, I, th- I hope Spider-Man wins because I think they did an excellent job on that. 
Yeah. But even if they don't, you know, the nomination is probably, you know, it's nice to have because I think they deserve that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, one of the great things this film does so well is uh, the music and the soundtrack, like especially in, like, the uh, mixtape style. Uh, mm. uh, that's went well for a lot of films, uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy, and it works so well here, and it feels unique uh, to Miles and his world, especially, like, combining, like, the traditional superhero orchestral arrangements with, uh, with, uh, hip-hop. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was, um, what was the one, uh, song I remember listening to, you know, a couple of songs, I was like, oh, yep, there's Nicki Minaj, and I was like, oh, yep. they have a Nicki Minaj song in there, that was kind of funny, um, I did like the, uh, theme, too, uh, that they were using, yeah, so, yeah, no, the music is very, it did, it fit, it fit into the film very well, you know, so it didn't just stick with kind of one, genre of songs i guess i should say it was a lot of upbeat music a lot and you know that kind of stuff so it was, but, but i think it did very good on that yeah and the way that it was implemented into the fight scenes fight teams, yeah. uh especially in like uh you could hear like uh reckon scratching yeah mm -hmm. yeah so i thought that was a nice twist on that too there's um i can because uh, i haven't looked up the the track so i don't know the name of it for a lot of them I should probably be more prepared for the next film, but that's just me. <laughs> but um, I'll go off memory and what you know, what it felt to me at that at that moment. You know, oh, I, I you know, I especially liked the uh, music during the ending when it was becoming a close call. You know, yeah, when Miles was uh, <laughs> trying to close the uh, portal and everything else, and uh, was, you know, and then you know, Miles said he had to do it on his own, and he let Peter Parker go back into his universe. So I thought, you know, that was a nice you know, uh, build-up of music that was happening you know, when that uh, sequence was happening. Yeah, and, you know, like, going kind of into uh, villain motivations, uh, Kingpin is trying to get back his wife yeah. and daughter from another universe. Uh, they were killed in a car crash. You know, like, I think that's a good motivation uh, but you know, like this, there's so much focus on Spider-Man and and all of the heroes that I feel like uh, sometimes uh, you know like he's a really big presence. But I maybe would have liked to see like a little bit more of him. Yeah, uh, I did. That was another uh, plot story that I liked, like you said, because it's. You understand why he was doing it. He was kind of like a little bit, I mean, minus because he did shoot uh, Aaron, right? Yeah. Was it him who shoot or someone else? Uh, He shot he him. He shot him, yes, because from the car, right? So, I mean, you know, he did that. and then, But, you know, he was kind of like, to me, like, for example, if you think about the X-Men, Magneto, like, let's say the films were not, you know. Yeah. Magneto, his, he... He doesn't feel that any humans would accept mutants at all, ever, you know? Yeah. So his motivations is not necessarily evil. He just doesn't feel there's any hope, so he kind of wants to get rid of humanity. But, you know, there's a lot of people who would think that the uh, that senator who was in the first film was the real uh, antagonist. Yeah. Because he wants to destroy all mutants, no matter what, you know? 
and Magneto's like, Magneto says, we're all going to be here and humans are not going to accept us and whatnot. So, you know, you can kind of sympathize with Magneto. And in this film, you can kind of sympathize with Fisk because he just wants to go back and change the outcome of something, you know? He wants to go to Alden Universe, sketch back his wife and child. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's not necessarily, to me, it doesn't make him evil. He is a bad guy, you know, like I said, because he shoots Aaron <laughs> and he probably would shoot anyone that got in his way and he doesn't care of the consequences. But, you know, he was, he, you know, if you think about it on the human aspect, he's so racked with guilt and sadness and loneliness, you know, he's came up with a way, you know, he wants to go back and change things and he's desperate to do it. So, you know, so it goes along with that. Which, like I said, which has a nice plot twist to it. Yeah, and definitely does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really can't add anything else to that. But uh, I will say, do you, do you remember what they, they look like, the cartoon? Yeah. So Wilson Fisk in the cartoon, he's a big guy. Yeah, and he is. And his wife is like this tiny little petite thing. <laughs> and so is his child. So I was like, he, like, he really cannot fit. What was he, he couldn't fit through like the, the train car door? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that's because he had such he was so big that during the train sequence he could not fit through the uh the train car doors. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like, remember <laughs> uh reading the <laughs> Ultimate Comics and uh the way that uh he's drawn yeah. is just like the way in the film. So it's very comic book accurate. <laughs> yes. Yeah, one of the uh great things about this film, I know I'm saying that a lot, but it's very self-aware, and it knows when it when to take itself seriously, and it knows when to joke around. And there are so many Easter eggs in this film. You need like ten viewings, uh, just to like catch them all. That yeah, that you you know that's true. Cause like when I. Me personally, if I want to review a film, I, I me I have to watch it once just for the entertainment purposes, and then I watch it again to, you know, to review it. You know, see yeah. what I and see if there's anything I miss and everything. But with this kind of thing, you kind of have to watch it a few times. Um. So so I try to I'm going to try to do that for the next film. You know, pick up stuff like that. Yeah. But I I was actually curious about what you think if you remember the costumes. What do you think the best costume? A Spider-Man was. was Ooh, that's tough. Um, now, see, obviously now they're from different, you know, universes or whatnot. Yeah. I actually did like a, a Spider-Woman's costume. I thought that was a different um, look for Spider-Woman. Yeah, um, Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen, yes. Uh, but my favorite costume, you know, because what was it, Miles had that dark black one. Yeah. Too. I kind of like that one as a... The better one, I guess. Yeah, and I loved the uh, spray painting detail. Yeah, exactly, yes. Because he had to get a new, if you guys don't, yeah. He had to get a new outfit because the one was destroyed. So he had to spray paint a new one and everything. But it was a nice, it was a nice, it was nice because I kind of, I like the color black. But this one was cool um, in the way how how that got designed into it. So I liked that one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and his style uh, like involves like a lot of running, which you mm-hmm. see a lot of yes. in the film, and you no, know, like especially like my jaw dropped when like he jumped off of the building for the first time, and you know like uh and uh one of the things that I realized was 
He was uh, wearing Jordans. Uh, and uh, there's this great use of slow-mo uh, that kind of shows things almost from his perspective because with the spying sense, kind of everything is uh, kind of slowed down almost. Especially like, yeah, because like with spe- I think that there was a moment when he was doing that with, um, you know, his Uncle Aaron and whatnot. Yeah. A bit. So, uh, yeah, so there was a couple of things like that. Yeah, do you have like any uh like quotes that uh kind of jumped out at you? Quotes. Hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think see now the only thing I'm thinking of are the funny scenes now that I was Same. looking at because uh let's see if it comes up quotes quotes quotes. Um the one I did like well, I don't remember the quotes but I liked his speech when Peter Parker from the alternate universe, the fat one, we'll yeah. call him fat Peter Parker, um, he came into, he was undercover as a waiter. Well, he was going into that restaurant where Mary yeah. Jane was. It was in, um, and he bumped it to her, but he was, he had the mask on because the waiters were dressed up as Spider-Man. Yeah, that and, was a really nice touch. Yes, it was, yeah. So, like you know, she didn't know that he was a Peter Parker from an alternative universe. But he wanted, you know, he wanted to tell her, because in his alternate universe, they broke up, he got fat and whatnot, but, you know, now he's, in this universe, he wants to tell her how he feels and everything. So I remember his his honesty was nice even though she she had no idea what the heck he was talking about because she said she wanted bread and he kept talking about his feelings for her but she thought he was talking about his feelings for bread so it was funny but he <laughs> kind of liked that you know because yeah you know that i think what was important is that they gave them the human aspect even though they're cartoons you know Cause yeah they, they try to put them into a more human human emotional level too yeah so. uh no like i never expected like a lot of the kind of wisdom to come from spider ham mm-hmm. uh yeah you know and you know like kind of his interactions like especially when uh spider gwen are uh great and you know like the way that he tells miles when uh uncle Anne dies that they know what it's like. You know, like, they've been there. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was really well done and unexpected. Uh, also, when he is leaving from uh, to go to his universe, and he says, that's all, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then, like, can you say that? Can he legally he say that? that? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was funny. The um, I remember uh, the the they were, I believe it was like a leap of faith conversation. Yeah, that Miles had with Spider Man, I think, at the end or some one of them too, with Peter Parker, something of that nature. I remember that you know that particular having some meaning on that. I don't remember quote verbatim word for word, but I remember the leap of faith conversation. Know what that was supposed to mean and everything. So. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, a lot, sometimes it's a lot easier said than done, you know. Um, but that, that that's what I mean, how they try to relate it on a more human, emotional point, you know. Because we all need to sometimes have to take a leap of faith of things, you know. Yeah. See if it works out. Uh, just like I'm taking a leap of faith on this podcast. Yes, with <laughs> with me. This is, uh, this is our first podcast, so uh, we'll... Fine-tune things. Yes. This is just, yeah, we're 
we're doing this for fun, but we're also doing it, you know, put it out there, see what people think, see how well we do. And we love feedback too, but yes, so we're just talking about films, which we love to talk about, you know, so figure why not turn it into a podcast? Yeah. Uh, and I, and for as brief a role as he played, uh, Chris Pine as uh, the Spider Man uh, before he got killed was. Uh, great. Uh, you know, like very self-aware. You know, it's talking about all of the uh, Oreos. Wait, uh, popsicle, and like cereal. Uh, even a uh, holiday album. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Now I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spidey bells. Uh. Best uh, Christmas song of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Spidey Bells. <laughs> I was kind. Of, I wasn't sure why they. Well, you know, they put it just in time for the award, but I don't know if there was a reason why they waited till December to put it out. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter. But I think it was because it's kind of a crowded holiday season. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and kind of the way films are kind of released now that. When you used to get a lot of these blockbusters like exclusively in the summer, yeah, right. and now you're getting them kind of all year round. So it's a strategy of uh, timing for awards, but uh, also just uh, if it's like a crowded weekend, if there are other films that aren't going to outgross it, mm-hmm. yeah, in terms of box office. And you know, when you know thinking about it, I imagine they probably didn't want to release it over the summer because you know we have a whole bunch of superhero movies coming out then. You know, yeah. with the Avengers and then probably another Spider Man coming up, and what else after that? Another Captain Marvel. Well, that's coming out sooner, but you know what I mean. Yeah, this year we're gonna have a whole bunch of superhero movies coming out, so probably didn't want to take away from that. So it matters like it's probably a good idea. It came out now. Um, yeah, definitely. December, excuse me, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and you now like it's twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. You know, where this year has been big for representation on screen. You know, and uh, you know, like to see again to see Miles on the big screen. You know, like is it's awesome. Yeah, so I um. And I noticed that, like I said, with the this Spider Man, the film uh, this year with uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Holland. Thank you. Yes, I uh, wanted to say I knew it wasn't Tom Brady, but I, was, <laughs> I knew it wasn't. But I was like Holland. But anyway, you know, Tom was, Brady <laughs> as uh, Spider Man would be an interesting <laughs> choice. <laughs> I was like, I know that's not him, but like the one thing, and like I said, because it was Spider Man heavy, you know, with the movie and the video game. I know they, and then with this one actually, they all kind of had similar, you know, storylines or some characters are you know, the same, whatnot, but it all just kind of seemed to come, they all just had similar stuff, but they all kind of told very different stories, you know? So, yeah. So. And, and with uh, Chris Pine and Spider Man, mm-hmm. in some ways it kind of canonizes. Uh, Toby Maguire's Spider-Man films because you have the restaurant scene with 
uh, Mary Jane, mm-hmm. and then you have the uh, infamous uh, dancing scene from Spider-Man 3. <laughs> I know, I remember that. <laughs> what is that intro? We won't talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then there was this. <laughs> then we yeah. won't talk about that. Now, for those who have seen it and for those who have missed it, there was a post credit scene at the end of the movie. So, DJ Tomcat, can you tell the people what the scene was and what you thought about that? Uh, it was uh, Miguel O'Hare. I think that's his name. Uh, Spider-Man 2099. Uh, so, he gets... He figures out a device mm-hmm. to kind of travel between uh, worlds and uh, he goes to the 1966 Spider-Man cartoon when they recreate the famous uh, meme with uh, the two Spider-Man pointing at each other. Yeah, uh, I I was laughing so hard. Again, I just love how self-aware this film is. Yeah, the post credit scene was funny. I wasn't sure what they were going to do with that, but I liked how they took it all the way back to the 60s, and the pointing part was funny. So the whole movie was just really combining all sorts of Spider-Mans from all sorts of times in this one film. So I really appreciate that. We want to thank everybody who's listening. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Our next podcast, I won't give away what we're talking about, but I'll give you a hint. Zoom, zoom, zoom. That's my best impersonation of of that sound. So so hopefully that'll give you enough hint to tune in for our next episode. Again, this is DJ Tomcats and Mogo's Movie Mayhem. I'm DJ Mogo. I'm uh, Tommy Taylor, uh, DJ Tomcats, and we'll... Catch you on the flip side. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you.